The Fremont Local Food Hub podcast is all about promoting local food and healthy eating. And the Lander Body Works helps their clients continue that healthy lifestyle. Lander Body Works is a fitness studio located at 605 Main Street in Lander. They offer a variety of exercise options, including spin classes, TRX, personal training, and much, much, much more. Follow them on LanderBodyWorks.com and like their Facebook page. This is Jack Schmidt. Welcome to the Riverton Local Food Hub Podcast. The story about how one little town in the middle of Wyoming is fighting to reclaim its food system, one bite at a time. Riverton's a town of 10,000 peaceful souls located in the center of the least populated state in America. We're in the Wind River Basin. Being surrounded on all sides by mountains gives us a wonderful feeling of isolation, but it can really be a challenge when it comes to stocking the store shelves with groceries. So now, don't get me wrong, we grow a lot of food here, more than enough to feed ourselves and share with our neighbors, but we process and market very little of it. Almost everything leaves the area. It goes to other states where it's processed, co-mingled with foods from all over the world, and then sent back to us sometimes traveling up to 3,000 miles in the process. In the last 60 years, our food system has moved away from us. We've lost our local food. So the Riverton Local Food Hub was formed to reclaim that food. And this podcast is our story. So each week on this podcast, we'll endeavor to keep you appraised of the state of the food economy from different perspectives. We'll look at big commodity ag from a global perspective. We'll look out our back door at local food availability here, what's seasonal, what's available now, and where you can get it. And we'll give you an update on the progress of the Riverton Local Food Hub. So, in the second week of August, year of our Lord 2019, commodity agriculture on the global front looked like it's in a pretty chaotic mess. The grain markets... Yeah, they're lower. There's been lots of uncertainty in the grains after 20 million acres were planted late in the Midwest due to excessive rains. And now there's drought talk in that same country that was way too wet this spring. But even while many were predicting a shorter grain crop, the USDA says, nope, there's more grain out there than we thought. So with a big carryover with tariffs and trade negotiations and who knows what's going to happen with China, Well, the grain market headed south. And last Friday, disaster hit the cattle market. The kind of disaster that could only have happened because of lack of competition among packers. It's pretty well known that four packers now control the beef market. The biggest of these packers, Tyson Foods, had their biggest plant burned to the ground last Friday. This plant was in Holcomb, Kansas, right outside of Garden City. It slaughtered 6,000 head of cattle a day. With the whole system running capacity, there's no place for these cattle to be processed. So now, every week, there's 30,000 head of cattle piling up, and they'll have to stay on feed. They'll be gaining weight and adding unneeded tonnage to our meat supply. It certainly looks like a perfect formula for a much lower live cattle. And what that means to our local cattle producers, and we've got a lot of them here in Wyoming, is that there's a lot of uncertainty going into fall. Now, there's not that many finished cattle produced in Wyoming because we don't grow much grain. But Wyoming's mother cow country 
The bulk of our cattle producers sell their calves right off the cow or after a short back grinding period. So we're looking right now at pricing this year's calf crop for fall delivery. With lots of rain here making lots of grass, the cows are in good fix, and the calves are fat. The ranchers are paid on weight times price, and let's hope that lower fat cattle prices don't translate into less money for our producers. Long range, a system must be devised for these producers to claim more of that retail price of meat. So let's, let's dream a little bit. How about rather than rebuilding one plant that slaughters 30,000 head of cattle a week, how about if we build 1,000 plants to slaughter 30? I, I know you can laugh all you want to, but those 1,000 plants scattered all around cattle country would revitalize a rapidly deteriorating rural economy all over the country. The labor force would be local people rather than mostly immigrant labor paid mostly minimum wage. And because they'd be skilled labor, their salaries would be higher. And that money would stay right there in the local community. And these small packers would be buying their cattle from local producers. And who's more responsive to customers' needs than their neighbors? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you can't get the economies of scale and all the efficiencies that goes with the great big guys, but hey, it's fun to dream. Out our back door, things look a lot better. We're coming into the peak of the season for our local gardeners, and the farmers' markets are busting at the seams. In addition to our neighbors in Colorado, they're setting up those wonderful peaches, and the people from Washington are sending down those flathead cherries, and they're plentiful. So eat what you can and can what you can. That's the mantra for now. Wednesday Farmers Markets, City Park, 5 to 7. Saturday Farmers Market, Riverton, at the City Hall parking lot, 9 to 11. Du Bois, Casper, Fort Wesky, Ethity, and Arapahoe, all on Thursday. And as far as the progress of the Riverton Local Food Hub, well, things are moving right along. We'll register with the Secretary of State this week and hopefully sign a lease on the airport cafe early next. Then it's inspection time for consumer health services, and we pony up $100 for a food service license, and we're off to the races. Today on the Fremont Local Food Podcast, we want to talk a little bit about where we came from, and I have with me today a group of people that have had this journey. Uh, Steve Doyle, Sherry Shirley, and Stephanie Smith are in the studio. And I want to do a little something different because we always go around the table and introduce ourselves. But I would like for you all to introduce the person to your left and tell us a little bit about them. So, Steve, could you introduce (laughs) Sherry Shelley for us? I think so. Sherry Shelley is uh, a Riverton native. Uh, a Wyomingite of the of the truest form, independent, um, and has been involved in community uh, community improvement projects her whole life. Um, she's worked for the newspaper. She's worked with the college. She's worked on all sorts of volunteer uh, organizations, and has brought this um, this spirit to uh, Fremont Local. Jerry, would you like to introduce Stephanie? 
I can certainly try. I bet I'm not going to do nearly as good a job as Steve just did. Uh, Stephanie Smith lives in Lander. She works at um, uh, the Wyoming, Wyoming PBS station, right? The mm-hmm. uh, in radio and television. or television, excuse me. Does the amazing um, farm to plate? Right, farm to fork. Farm to forks. I'm sorry. Um, uh, TV programs that most of us are familiar with. Uh, she's featured some really wonderful people around the state who are um, doing a lot of the things like Doyle's do and many others um, to uh, provide food and and produce on their property, their land. Um, Stephanie's been a, a big role, uh, part of the local fest, uh, which is another um, activity that occurred um, uh, actually kind of prior to our group getting formed, really. Uh, we were kind of at the very end of their most active period. And um, she's just an amazingly talented person who has contacts with all kinds of people around the state and has been a, an amazing resource for our group because okay, it's you can go on so much wider. All right, Stephanie, you okay. got to introduce me. And you got to be, be gentle. Yeah. You know how I sensitive I am. <laughs> Jack is a colorful, vivid, poetic, visionary <laughs> person who has catalyzed some very important ideas um, for myself and I think for the group we... Deeply appreciate his long history in the cattle industry, and uh, as he's run the gamut, <laughs> he's run the gamut of um, cattle production, and really understands it far more than any of us have on a on a large industrial scale. And it's been fascinating to watch Jack research and learn and vet his ideas and bring us along with them about cattle industry and the potential for its future and growth and transition to more sustainable practices. Well, that wasn't near as much fun as I thought. <laughs> you, you didn't mention all my multiple wives. You didn't mention my drinking <laughs> habits. <sighs> okay, I get we'll to... save that for <laughs> another episode. I get to introduce Steve Doyle. And Steve is probably... Golly, we've been so damn nice to each other. We really need to get honest here for a minute. But, <laughs> but, but Doyle really is one of the most interesting characters in Fremont County because he's, he's, he's certainly not – he is Wyoming to the core, but it didn't start here. He's, he's a Navy guy. He, 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 the bulk of his life was spent on the ocean in the Coast Guard. And, and so, uh, you know, you can imagine this, this, this guy out there – uh, chasing drug smugglers and, and dreaming about, you know, growing pinto beans. So, <laughs> and that's what he came back here after several being deployed all around the country. And a, and a wonderful wife and wonderful daughters, by the way. But coming back here, buying a piece of land that was just a nightmare and cleaning that thing up, building a straw house on it, which is a hell of an accomplishment, and now has a very viable farm out there. Well, where the soil every year, uh, it, it, Steve was regenerative when it wasn't cool. Ah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead now and, and and get back to where we were. I'd like to talk a little bit about local fest, and that was where that started. And let's talk about you know in this little local food thing we call it little here. The country's it's just exploding, and we've had some heavy hitters come here, haven't we? 
Yeah, yeah, and it actually started over in Pinedale with a kindred spirit. Uh, Maggie Palmer started Local Fest, and I went to it when Jill Sullivan came. She brought him in, and she brought in Sally Fallon, um, and I saw you guys there, and you here we were all the way from Fremont County over the mountains to Pinedale to see this when we finally get to hook up and get to know each other. We had to... That was she was the galvanizing force. And Salatin is really probably the prominent, most prominent in the in the movement. He kind of started uh, in Virginia uh, uh, Polyface. the Polyface Farm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and very vocal. Shenandoah Valley. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and so that I think for local fest, I mean, uh, Maggie started it. But it was knowing that you guys were doing what you were doing in Riverton, really trying to anchor this concept and meeting you and knowing that you were you were serious, you were substantial, and you had a vision that I realized it was possible to save Local Fest because Maggie was doing it as a one-man show, and it was, it's too much. Yeah. So we, we all partnered, really. It was because you guys were already established with a vision that we were able to bring local fest to Fremont County and under our wings for a few more years. Mm-hmm. So Maggie, wherever you are, we love you. <laughs> Come back anytime. Bring peaches. <laughs> She's coming. <laughs> she is, isn't she? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so another one I want to mention is it is Fred Kirschman. Yeah. You know, he was here when we were in Lander. Right. Uh, and I, I didn't realize what a big duck he was until after he was gone. Yeah. Uh, he was the president of the Leopold Center in Ames, uh, the director of the Stone Barns in New York, and then had, was it the largest? 1,600-acre yeah, farm up in, in North Dakota. How's this bird get around, for and, crying and out And he was not a young man. No, no, no. And it's just, just amazing the accomplishments he's had. Uh, and I didn't, I'm, we met... Uh, there's a young fellow over in, in, in Jackson uh, that has uh, uh, Jackson Hole Buffalo Meat Company. And he worked for Fred at Stone Barnes. And so he was telling me quite a little bit about him. And now, what a, you know, so in this business, it's just, I don't know if it's a business in this advocation, it's just wonderful the people you run into. You know, and that's that's the that's fun part for this. And that's why I wanted to get these people out. And, and let people know where we started. Yeah, one thing Fred Kirschman said, I had a, the grand opportunity to, to talk to him for maybe four or five hours that afternoon. And one thing he said is, it's all about connections. And that is the beauty of the local food. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. These connections, uh, farmer and soil, farmer and customer. Yeah. So let's wrap this thing up. What I'd like for us to do is... We've been at this a decade or more? Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens in the next decade? What do you see in in 2029? I mean, assuming you can still see. <laughs> good assumption. <laughs> All right, you're looking at me, Jack. I think that Steve would be a good place to start with that. Okay. He's he, 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 You and he are really our visionaries. I always see myself as more of that kind of that take you guys as wonderful ideas and figure out how to make them work but start with the ideas okay well let's say uh, first off that uh, sherry has been uh, the anchor of this uh local food uh, excuse me of the far- uh 
the market, the farmers, the farmers market. market. Yeah. That's yeah. And this farmers right. market has been a breeding ground for that's, new businesses. That's the anchor of the whole thing. That is it. That is, uh, or the springboard, if you will. Uh, we've, we're seeing businesses. They they come in. They try their stuff out at the farmers market. They find, hey, this works. All right, I'm going to go a little bit bigger. That's that's the first thing that's happening. We're going to see more of those. The next thing that's we're going to see is. The biggest problem we've had all along is infrastructure, lack of. We're going to start seeing infrastructure come in little ways, little ways, uh, better milking parlors, uh, the egg uh, processing uh, business, um, a chicken processing business. We're going to see these little things. They're not huge businesses in themselves. It won't take a great amount. You know, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's this infrastructure build-out will be the next thing we see in the next 10 years. Which is pretty cool because at one point we actually had some of that in place in Riverton and it went away. Um, we had a big egg producing place. We had a, a bean processing factory. Um, we've had a number of things in the past. A, a dairy. flour mill. Dairies, absolutely. Um, that went away as the society changed and now people are recognizing that that wasn't maybe such a great idea and we'd like to regain much of that and then build out even from there. Stephanie, what do you see? I see tourism playing a big part. Uh, I think Do we have to put up with them? <laughs> I know. Can't we just... You don't, you, it, it never sounds like the best possible scenario, <laughs> but it's interesting in that, you know, tourism's bring more people and more dollars, and, and it elevates what the local culture has to celebrate. And so I think in the food, food industry, or cottage food industry, that's going to continue to grow and make things more viable and possible and proliferate. So I think that I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of wind in our sails from that direction. So my hope and prayer is that in 2029 we'll have an economy that recognizes the value of a locally produced food, and I really think we'll have a two-tiered food system. Commodity ag's not going to go away. You know, there's 9 billion people going to be stacked up in this world. they got to be fed. But I think there's enough of us that realize the value of local food that they will pay whatever that takes. And it might be two, three, four times more than Walmart prices. But I, I really think that there will be enough. I don't know if I'll still be among them. What I see is a generation coming up, and they're going to be, in 10 years, that next generation, the ones that are in grade school now, are going to be be the the ones that determine how that food dollar is spent. And I really think they'll spend it uh, locally, and that'll regenerate this local economy. And it, it, I think it would be an awful good thing, an awful good thing. That's a really exciting time because we're right kind of on the cusp of many of these things materializing yeah ideas are wonderful aren't they yeah right yeah yeah (laughs) actually seeing them happen is pretty wonderful too all right well thank y'all we're gonna wrap this thing up stephanie smith jerry shelley and steve doyle thank you thank you thank you jack good job kids well that was kind of fun (laughs) let's do it again (laughs) the fremont local food hub podcast is all about promoting local food and healthy eating and the Lander Body Works helps their clients continue that healthy lifestyle. Lander Body Works is a fitness studio 
located at 605 Main Street in Lander. They offer a variety of exercise options, including spin classes, TRX, personal training, and much, much, much more. Follow them on LanderBodyWorks.com and like their Facebook page. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Kirsten. And we're the hosts of Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast. We highlight unique artifacts from the Fremont County Museum system and the stories of this unique, rugged, and absolutely beautiful area of Wyoming. And now Rediscover the Winds is teaming up with TenCast. You'll be able to find the show on all the places you did before, but now you can also find it on the TenCast network. New episodes are coming soon, so subscribe, review, like TenCast on Facebook and Twitter, and be on the lookout for the Rediscover the Winds, a Wyoming history podcast.